0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live from the play show yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Football Friday edition of the Zach Gelby Show. Right here, but where else? CBS Sports Radio. Across all of our great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates. Sirius XM, Channel 158. The free Odyssey app. And of course, streaming on YouTube. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. 855-212. For CBS, the number to jump on in. 855 212 Forty-two twenty-seven, and you could always get at me on Instagram, where I'm straight flexing, or via the good old cesspool of Twitter at Zach Gelb. That's Z a c h g e l b. Got moist Mike and Stuart Kovacs rock and roll with me all the way up until six p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Pacific. By the way, uh, very fitting that Stu is wearing a Las Vegas Raiders shirt today, because when they were the Oakland Raiders, on this day in sports history, we become a big sports history show here. Uh, The tuck rule did happen where Tom Brady had the best incomplete pass I've ever seen. And that did spark the New England Patriots dynasty. And I guess you could say Brady is sort of like an owner now in Las Vegas. I don't think that's ever become official yet, but look how it happens all these years later, Brady with the Raiders, a hero, hopefully in the making with the Raiders after having his legendary run start up against the Raiders where Charles Woodson and uh, John Gruden are probably still crying about that to this day. The reason why I said, by the way, as uh, Greg Williams going to join us top of the hour, Ryan Horvath at his weekly football Friday pick spot at 520 p.m. Eastern, 220 p.m. Pacific. The reason why I said this is the Zach Gelby show is we had Mike Florio on yesterday, and Mike Florio drops this bombshell of uh, a piece of information with us, how he's like heard some things that it's on the Chiefs radar that Andy Reid could be retiring at the end of the season. Like, they wouldn't be shocked if it did happen. So, we put that out. You know, obviously, when it's set on this show, it goes viral. All these shows are talking about it today. People are writing about it. And Santer sends me uh, this article, and it's from the Daily Mail, where they're referring to the content of the show. And it's like, but Mike Florio of NBC said on the Zach Gelby show on Thursday, that the Chiefs uh, have Reed's potential departure on their radar. So I thought that was funny that somehow they ended a Y to my last name. Like, people have called me Gelby before, so I've, I've heard it before. But I've never said on CBS Sports Radio that this is the Zach Gelby show. And if you watch the clip, it clearly says the Zach Gelb show as well. So we'll have a little fun at the expense of the Daily Mail today. Hey, at least they mentioned Mike Florio by his name. At least they mentioned NBC, and at least they mentioned our show, even though they got the name of the show wrong. And maybe that's like my hockey name as uh, our boss uh, for now, Spike Eskin, uh, did say. uh, They're calling you Gelby. Maybe they're just referring it to uh, you in a a hockey way since he knows I'm a big hockey fan. But there are some other networks, you know, Cough Cough, uh, Fox Sports Radio, that did like two hours of content today on this Mike Florio report on our show. They never mentioned Mike Florio's name. While talking about it, nor did they mention the name of our show. So I always find that funny when you have like these other radio companies because they're probably just annoyed that they couldn't get that piece of information or they couldn't get that guest on, which is not that tough to do. Um, And they didn't provide that content, so they have to use our content to make content on their show, which I appreciate. I like that. Like I've never been someone that goes, oh, we'll never talk about the other networks. We'll never talk about the other shows. I think it's a real petty game, but... When you are like Jason McIntyre and you are filling in for the great Colin Coward, and it is on his show, and and I like Colin a lot, and you know I know people that work for Colin, but when Jason McIntyre is doing basically two hours on this, and you don't mention us, and you don't mention Mike Florio, and you refer to it as like an NFL reporter, it's like did you actually watch the clip, or are you not allowed to say it? Like is that an edict coming from your management? I don't know, uh, but in the large scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal, but. Um, even when people do mention us by name, they end up getting our name wrong. According to the Daily Mail, we are now the Zach Gelby Show on CBS Sports Is the CBS chat Sports now known Radio. as the Gelbys? Eh, I don't know. Do we need to have a yearly awards called the Gelbys? <laughs> the Gelbys. <laughs> Should we put uh, fake names on, on some of those awards so we can get more trophies <laughs> <laughs> to people? Did Kuss, you see that with the We We have never talked about that. So I I guess if I'm reading this story correctly or if I understand it because I didn't read the full story, I'll I'll tell you, um, you know, just be fully transparent. So ESPN, when they were submitting Emmys, uh, you know, nominations because they wanted more trophies because I guess talent didn't get the trophies. They would make up like fake producers or fake screenwriters who ever get the trophies. And I was watching Desmond Howard um, say that when they came to go get his trophies and they found out that Lee Corso had his trophies taken away. That's when Desmond Howard's like, you could take all the Emmys. They now mean nothing uh, to me. And I'll I'll give credit to ESPN on on that college game day set, um, which I still think is a phenomenal show. And I'll give credit to Fox since Fox doesn't want to mention us either. You know, I'll at least mention Fox. I give credit to Fox on the TV front that their college football show, their pregame big noon kickoff is absolutely phenomenal. And it's done a great job up against college game day. And now you have two alternatives in the morning to go watch when you're gearing up for a big college football Saturday. But I do like how ESPN, even when Lee Corso is slowing down and he's getting older, just the respect that the guys on that panel have for Lee Corso, where they truly do look at him as if it's like a father figure or a grandfather figure, whether it's the way that Kirk Kerbstreet interacts with him or with Desmond Howard as well. I thought that was pretty cool audio from Desmond Howard And it was on the pivot, by the way, that he revealed this. I want to give the proper credit. You know, it'd be very uh, disingenuous of me and hypocritical if I go, I was listening to Desmond Howard after just trashing Fox. And uh, I didn't say where it was. But yeah, Desmond Howard was on with our guys, Ryan Clark, Fred Taylor, and Channing Crowder on the pivot. And he said that's what really set him off. It was when he found out that they were taking like Lee Corso's Emmys away because of what was happening at at ESPN, which it's kind of crazy, Santer. Where you're on the air, and I'm not saying just because you're on the air you're fully responsible for why you win the Emmy, but you're playing a major part on why you win the Emmy, why it would be everybody but the on-air talent that would get the Emmy. Like, that didn't really make sense to me. Like, I guess they won an Emmy for, you know, multiple Emmys for College Game Day, you know, throughout the years. And what is it, just the director, the producer? That gets the Emmy, and it's not the on-air talent. That without them, you know, as essential as behind-the-scenes people are. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's a team. It's a group effort in order for shows to succeed. But you could have the greatest producer. You could have the greatest uh, director in the world. Ultimately, you still need someone to execute your game plan. It would almost be like you you win a Super Bowl and you give a ring to only the coach, but you don't give a ring. Uh, to the players, as well as kind of the way that I would equate it. But anyway, I didn't expect uh, to start the first eight minutes of the show on a football Friday and division around weekend, bitching and complaining about uh, the Daily Mail and then Fox Sports and and then talking Emmys here on uh, CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Samter, if we ever win an Emmy for anything, I'll be more than fine not getting the Emmy and just making sure that you get the Emmy or that uh, whoever our new program director will be gets the Emmy.
2: And, and I'll be honest, if we ever win an Emmy, I'll be happy taking the Emmy and not giving you one. So, you it's know, fine. it's equal.
1: Just take me out for dinner. <laughs> I, I don't need the Emmy. Just give me a good steak dinner and, and feed me up and get me fatter, and I'll be good.
2: T-minus five days.
1: Oh, yes. D- did, uh, Stu, did did Samter inform you of this? Now, he did. You he were, just did, yes. You weren't a part of the bet, but Samter lost the bet to me because he thought somehow – Ohio State was going to leapfrog, even though they lost and weren't playing on conference championship weekend. They were going to leapfrog uh, or stay in front of Texas, and Texas was not going to leapfrog them after Texas won a Big 12 championship. So Samter on social media did a Samter uh, fingers and was getting all stern and all, you know, giving me a stern talking to and lecturing me on social media. I said, all right, let's bet dinner. And we ended up betting a steak dinner. So Samter is taking me out to dinner. And we were talking last night. And Samter goes, I'm not going to pay for Stu, but we should invite Stu. And I'm like, absolutely. If Stu wants to come for dinner, uh, even though you don't have to pay for Stu because... Unfortunately, Stu had no part of the bet. You should have latched onto this, Stu. That was a, a bad, bad I know. job out of you. I
3: really should have. I saw the tweets in real time, too. I, I, I yeah. messed up there. You're probably saying, What a moron. This
1: is easy money. <laughs> this is free money. This is the easiest dinner Gelb's ever going to win. So, uh, Stu, I guess you're allowed to come to dinner tomorrow. Uh, what is it, Wednesday next week? We're doing dinner, Samter? Is, is that right? Yeah, Wednesday next yeah, week. Yeah, I'll join you guys. Uh, I'll pay for myself
3: and join you guys. That'll be fun.
1: Look at that. Stu's crashing the party. Third I did, wheel. I did Love offer
2: it. to pay for one drink.
1: One drink? Okay. That's I'll great. take it. That's not nothing here. Yeah, that's city. nice. No, that's like 30 bucks for a drink. <laughs> Heck, going a date, you're spending at least $200. Everyone oh uh, knows that. And that's just with drinks and an appetizer. You don't even get dinner or dessert. You're already spending two two $250. Anyway, it is divisional round weekend. We know the four games that are set. You got eight teams remaining after uh, Sunday at about 10 p.m. Eastern time or so. We'll know the final four. In the National Football League. you got the Texans and the Ravens. The Packers and the 49ers. The Bucks and the Lions. And then also uh, the highly anticipated matchup. Another chapter of Chiefs and Bills. I want to start with the Chiefs-Bills game. And let me say this about the Buffalo Bills. It has been a turbulent season. It has been a season where there's been a lot of bumps. You thought the plane was going down at times with Buffalo. When they were 6-6. and And you really thought after they lost that game to Philadelphia. And I could tell you. Being in that visiting locker room in Buffalo. You could hear a pin drop. It felt like that Bills team was dejected. It felt like they had the look of a team. That how many big games. Back and forth are they going to get in. Where they just don't win it. And it was in that moment. Where somehow someway. I said, the Bills aren't dead yet. And this AFC, we also didn't know how great the Ravens were at the time. But I thought that the Bills would go to Kansas City off their bye week. And everyone would pick Kansas City. So I said, let's go with the Bills. And then after the Bills walked into Kansas City. And remember, that was the referee game where they called the right uh, call. Which it was offside on Kadarius Toney. Then Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. They went berserk for 24 hours before they all did apologize. But it was after that game where the Bills won a game where it was up in the air in an environment that's very tough to win in Kansas City. And that's been their big, you know, I guess you could say rival through the last few years because of how many big-time games that they've had in an AFC championship game, divisional round, where you had the 13-second disaster uh, by the Buffalo Bills. And once they won that game, the following week was the Cowboys. And that was at the time where I placed a future bet. At plus 1,000 for the Buffalo Bills to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And since that victory up against Kansas City, the Bills haven't lost a game. The Bills have won six straight. They went from being a six-win football team to then winning six games in a row to set themselves up to now save their season and have life once again. And even though it wasn't always pretty down the stretch, like they didn't play a great game against New England, they didn't play a great game up against the Chargers, they found a way to win the games that they needed to. And we saw last week up against the Steelers, right? They got ahead in the playoffs, and then the Steelers got back into it. But when they needed to, Josh Allen stepped up and delivered. I know there's no Gabe Davis in this matchup, and the last time these two teams met in the playoffs, Gabe Davis had like four touchdowns, And he had a sensational game. And it was a game that they should have won. But you had the McDermott decision to not squib it. Then the defense broke down. Kelsey eventually won the game in overtime. You know, I just look at Buffalo. And I do feel like they are the team this weekend. That for this weekend only, they have the most pressure on them. And I know it's probably the toughest game out of the four. It's the game that is the most toss-up. Even when you look at the spread and when you just look at feel of this, like this is truly a 50-50 game. But when you see Kansas City, this is really the first time they're deemed in their run as vulnerable. When Rasheed Rice is your best receiver right now. Like I like Isaiah Pacheco as a good running back. You know, he runs hard. Um, Travis Kelsey is slowing down. Mahomes, he's still as good as as anybody in the league, but he has not had a great season. The defense has had its moments where they look really great. And then there's been moments where maybe they're not as great as what you thought. And also, I'm sure you've heard this 9,000 times this week, this is the first ever road playoff game for Patrick Mahomes. So you have all these things. You finally have this playoff game in your building up against Kansas City, which you haven't had the last two times. It was both an arrowhead. If it's not now, then it will be never in the postseason for the Buffalo Bills, and you lose this game. I know Buffalo was able to prevent the ship from sinking when it looked like it was sinking to the bottom of the ocean this year, and they found a way to be resilient and fight back and find some smooth sailing and give them a chance to be 60 minutes away from going to uh, and playing an AFC title game. But you don't win this one. I don't think you're ever beating Kansas City in the postseason. And I do wonder what the domino effect would be after this. Like, who's going to leave Buffalo in this offseason? I don't think it's going to be Sean McDermott. You know that Josh Allen's still going to be there. But you will need to do some retooling in Buffalo. Because clearly, they lose this game. They have got the most that they could out of this core that has been together the last few years. And you then need to try something different to find a way to be able to get to the top of the mountain and give those Bills fans what they deserve, and that's a Lombardi trophy. So when I look at Buffalo, I don't think there is a singular team this weekend that is under more pressure than the Buffalo Bills. And I'm trusting the Bills this weekend. I'm backing the Bills this weekend, not only on the air, but off the air. I'm taking the Bills, minus two and a half, three, whatever the number is right now, And I think the Bills beat Kansas City in a game that's going to give you heartburn, in a game that's going to have your stomach uh, twisted and turning. I think this is coming right down to the wire. And the Bills in their house with Josh Allen are going to defeat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs by a final score of 24-20. to Samter, who is somewhat of a Chiefs fan after being a Jets fan for what? like, How old are you, Samter, by the way?
2: Twenty-three.
1: No, no. How old are you actually? I know you're not twenty-three.
2: Forty-three.
1: You have you have too much of a of a manly beard to be a uh, twenty-three years old.
2: Yeah, I'm too old.
1: So you're forty-three years old. Yeah, man. So what? You were a Jet fan for how long? Probably starting in
2: like the uh, late '80s, early '90s.
1: All right, so like thirty-five something years. Yeah. Okay. So about thirty-five something years. I'm not great at math, so don't don't uh, fact check me on that. I just took like you know seven eight years off your, off your life and you know it could go from there. But You've been a Jet fan for 35 years, and then you gave up on them this year when Aaron Rodgers ripped your heart out when he went down with an Achilles injury after you thinking this was gonna be a positive season for the Jets, and you have adopted, you have embraced the Chiefs kingdom. So I'm not gonna ask you for prediction on the game yet. I know who you're gonna take you're gonna take Kansas City. You told me you're not picking against Kansas City until Kansas City goes down.
2: And we can discuss it at, at the end of the show where you and I need to show bet.
1: Okay, we 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 could think about that. You know? Let's you know, I don't want you I want to make sure you pay off your first uh bet. So I don't have to like go higher Reser-
2: reservation has been made.
1: Yeah, I know. But I got to make sure that that dinner actually happens because the last thing is is I need to, to call some of the Italian side of my family uh, to, that maybe have had some connections in the past to take care of uh, Samter. And uh, maybe we'll have a producer position open. Are you threatening my kneecaps? No, I'm not saying anything. Or my life? I'm not. I'm just talking in general terms. I'm just having fun Over a on steak? a football Friday. Oh man! I just got to make sure. I I got to get my collections. I got to make sure that you're paying off your debt. That you do owe me. We don't want you to get into too much debt.
2: But, I mean, what's, what's steak plus the VIG? I don't even know about that. Not is, just, is that a side of cream spinach?
1: I'm just saying. You, you just, you got to make sure you pay off your first bet before you make the second bet. We are responsible gamblers here on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. But I want to ask you this. I believe the Bills have the most pressure under them this weekend. Do you agree or disagree with me? Without saying the team, I just want to know. Do you agree or disagree with my take that the Bills have the most pressure on them this weekend?
2: I think in our few months of uh, officially working together, you know the answer to that question. Just in general, I disagree with most of what you say, and I absolutely disagree with your take here. Now, anybody who was listening to the show a couple days ago with Mr. Bart Winkler, Mm -hmm. I expressed my opinion on this exact matter Ah. so you would know, but uh, I will reveal that later if you would like because I absolutely disagree. 100% disagree with you.
1: Gotcha. So who has the most pressure... Under uh, them this weekend in the NFL. I think it's the Bills. Samter thinks it's somebody else. We'll find out who he thinks it is when we return in about five minutes. But what say you? 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Bill's got to be the team under the most pressure this weekend. We'll find out who Samter says next. And also, we got to get into a little Alabama talk. Alabama. Everyone's leaving Alabama. I have a surprising take, though with the Crimson Tide that we'll also get to in the next segment. We return right here on the Zach Gelby Show. But where else, FS1, right? Know my name. Know my name. You could say it too. Well, guess where we are. We're on CBS Sports Radio.
4: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. You can stream the NFL and Westwood one for free sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood one broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood one sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone AutoZone AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone AutoZone restrictions apply. I believe the Buffalo Bills are the team with the most pressure on them this weekend. It's now or never. You don't beat Kansas City now in the postseason, you will never do so. And then you seriously have to rethink some core members of this team to try to get you over the hump so you don't waste the window that Josh Allen does have in the NFL. All righty, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's start things off. Pat in Pennsylvania, first up on the Zach Gelb Show. Pat, what's shaking? (coughs)
4: Excuse me, my bad, Zach. Um, thanks for taking my call, at the Gelby Show. Um, look, being <laughs> your producer, man, we see things the same way. And I gotta break it down to you like this: there are four teams in the playoffs now that have exceeded or reached expectations: the Bucks, the Lions, Houston, and uh, bear with me, drawing a blank right now. The Packers. The Packers? So, right, exactly. So, eliminate those four. The other four you got are, like you said, the Bills, the Chiefs the Niners, and the Ravens. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, look at the team that's got the most wins in the AFC over the last three, four seasons. Quarterback just signed a big deal over the offseason. Coaching staff is going to get absolutely poached this offseason. That's the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens have a quarterback who's already seen the top of the mountain personally in his own achievements went in the MVP, signed a big deal. Um, They finally are somewhat arguably healthy going into this postseason. But Pat, let me ask you
1: this. Do you think that the Ravens are actually in danger of going down to the Houston Texans this weekend?
4: That wasn't the question you posed going into the break, Zach.
1: No, I'm just asking (laughs) you, though, because the way that I said it was for this weekend, the team, and thanks for the phone call, Pat, and it's a fair point, like the Ravens, Going into the postseason, are the team, them and the 49ers, are the two teams that have the most pressure on them? Because if the Ravens don't get there, disappointment. The 49ers don't get there, disappointment. Because all year long, we've been begging for some stability to catch up with the two best teams in the NFC and the AFC, the two best teams, and no one's been able to do that. And what I said to start the segment, after we trash some people <laughs> was that for this weekend, I think there's no team under more pressure than the bills. And I stand by that. So Santa, let me ask you this. When you look at pressure with the Ravens, make your argument as well with the Ravens. Cause I won't disagree with Pat and I won't disagree with you that when you look at the playoffs, yeah, there's an enormous amount of pressure on the Ravens because of the fact that I think Lamar gets an unfair rap sometimes in the postseason. But he's now going to win two league MVPs, and he has done so much. It's kind of like Giannis onto the Kumpo territory. When you've won all the MVPs already, it's now okay. Will you win a championship? Especially when we're in a society that is championship or bust, and that's how we really just determine a lot of people now. It's unfortunate, but that's how it is.
2: And I think you're basically making my point for me. Here's Lamar Jackson about to win a second MVP. Their most memorable playoff experience was being the one seed and losing to the undermanned Tennessee Titans who we now realize
1: their most memorable playoff experience was going to Tennessee and coming on back and winning that game before they lost the game to, to Buffalo that was their most memorable that's the one game they won right but like
2: for the majority of people when you think of the Baltimore Ravens and the playoffs you think of that loss to the Titans
1: Okay, that right? th- that is fair. Okay, you see, I, I don't mean positive memory. Yes. I just mean most memorable. <laughs> well, That's the one that stands out. When right? you say memory, I, that triggers to me in a, in a positive way, like a memorable moment. No. But that is fair to look at it that yeah. way. When you look back at them, yeah, Derrick Henry throwing that jump pass touchdown is probably the most memorable thing, even though it's a negative memory. Or the uh, Taron Johnson, I know he got hurt in that game, but he threw the 6 to uh, Teron Johnson in Buffalo, that was like a hundred and something yard return or, or whatever it was. But yeah, no, continue. So, my point is when we think
2: about the Ravens and their playoffs, we don't think about a win against the Titans or a we think about their failures, that Lamar Jackson has not been able to do it in the playoffs. Mm. All right. Now, Josh Allen, say what you will. He has excelled in the playoffs. They've lost really close, tough games, right? There was the playoff OT against the Chiefs where they just didn't get a chance to get the ball again. Then there was the 13 seconds, right? So there's been a... same game, yeah. Was that that the same
1: game? Yeah, they didn't get the ball in overtime. It was the 13 seconds, yeah.
2: Well, and the Chiefs scored a touchdown anyway in overtime, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't have mattered because the yeah. team that scores a touchdown it wouldn't have mattered anyway. But the but we just remembered Josh Allen having these great games, playing well, and then just losing tough games. So it's not like he hasn't performed. It's not like the Bills haven't played well in the playoffs. They've just lost to better teams. The Ravens have played poorly. The Ravens have struggled. Yeah. The Ravens have had the one seed and fallen short. The Bills were not that. This Bills team right now... It feels like they're playing on, like, borrowed time, that, they, that they're, they're kind of the wild card. They're kind of just like, you know, they were counted out, they got hot, but the expectations, maybe because we counted them out so early on, there weren't high expectations. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites at home in this game. The Ravens are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. If the Ravens lose, the questions about Lamar Jackson and his ability to win and lead it, uh, to a, a Super Bowl are going to never go away. Again, and unless you know what's he was crazy? Wins Super Bowl. I if think Josh Allen is... loses, I'm sorry, just if Josh Allen loses this game, mm-hmm. but it's close and he plays well. And no, the he's got to win loses, this
1: game. He's got to win this if game. If they
2: lose and the Chiefs play well and he plays well and it's just a close game and they lose, people will say, okay, you know what? The Bills had a really rough year, but they came back. They were resilient. They lost another tough game against a great team. No, And the people will look at Lamar Jackson and say, he just can't I, do it.
1: I'm not disagreeing with you that the Ravens losing would be a bigger deal than the Bills losing, but I don't think a lot of people believe the Ravens are losing to the Texans. So that sets up a, a different conversation, but, which also means they do lose. Hold on a second, you gotta let me finish the point here, Sam. jeez, Louise. But for the Buffalo Bills, this is the first time you get the Chiefs at home. This is on your turf. It's snowing in Buffalo right now you have people shoveling out the stadium uh, to make sure that everything is good right now this is your you know I'll say it it's their best shot it is their best shot to get it done because there's no Tyree kill Kelsey does not look as great as he once was and Mahomes is still this ridiculous force but this is their best shot to get the job done the only other thing is with the Ravens too I find it crazy like if you take a guess Just take a guess. What do you think Lamar Jackson's playoff record is? Just take a guess. Two and three. He's one and three. There you go. So, in a four game, hold on. But in a four game sample size, when that's three postseason runs for Lamar, because two of those games were in one postseason, everyone's saying this guy can't get the job done in the postseason. It's crazy how quickly we're ready. when this guy has exceeded all expectations in the NFL, how quickly we're ready to say he can't win. Now, going off of that, I haven't thought about it this way until now. In the AFC, you are right. Overall, to get to the Super Bowl, there's no more pressure than on the Ravens. But in all the NFL, I think there's more pressure on the 49ers to get the job done this year than the Baltimore Ravens, even knowing that the Ravens smacked the 49ers not that long ago because... The thing about the Ravens the last two years, they just haven't had their quarterback. He's been hurt at the end of the year. I know the 49ers have rotated in quarterbacks, but they're not known for their quarterback. They are known for their roster. They have been to a Super Bowl. They have been to other NFC title games. And it is, I don't want to say as easy as ever, but we've only been talking about two great teams right in the NFL this year. And for Shanahan, I would actually argue there's more pressure on Shanahan to get the job done this postseason then Lamar Jackson.
2: I can agree with that, but I think what gives the 49ers a little bit of a pass is this is really Brock Purdy's first real run because he got hurt last year. But and what this- did
1: they say all offseason? They said if Brock Purdy was healthy, they would have beat the snot out of the Eagles and right. they would have been in the Super Bowl. Sure,
2: and so there's that pressure, but again, if they fall a little bit short, Yes, I agree. They will be disappointed, and I think especially if they get outcoached or outplayed, mm-hmm. You know, Kyle Shanahan's going to face a lot of questions. But Brock Purdy, of all the quarterbacks in this playoffs, I put Brock Purdy like fourth or fifth pressure-wise. I don't think he has a lot of pressure. Because, oh, I think there's pressure because he's on him. a second-year, seventh-round, Mister Irrelevant quarterback. I think people are going to give him a little bit of leeway. But
1: they lose earlier than expected. People will then. And I'm not saying this is fair, but people will say, "Up, oh, Midnight's starting to, to hit for Cinderella," because there's really like it depends th- on how he plays. Th- there's you look at the AFC. There's no pressure on Stroud. There's pressure on Lamar. There's pressure on Josh Allen. Mahomes, I know it's Super Bowl or bust every year, but he loses after winning already two Super Bowls and going to three. No one's criticizing Patrick Mahomes. In the NFC, there's no pressure on Jared Goff. Uh, There's no pressure on Jordan Love. There's no pressure on Baker Mayfield. I would actually argue that in terms of individual pressure to get to the Super Bowl, it would be Lamar one, it would be Brock Purdy two, and it would be Josh Allen three. Because you have to also look at the quarterback, which is the team that you have. Now, that's just under individual quarterbacks. But still, no individual person in the NFL this year, after the 28-3 to collapse, the collapse of 10 in the Super Bowl with 7.5 to play, and then having a great team, and all offseason long, your players said if they had Brock Purdy healthy, they would have won. I don't think there's any more pressure on any individual this year to get to the Super Bowl. Not this weekend, just get to the Super Bowl. Then Kyle Shanahan. All righty, let's take a timeout. This is Zach Gelb's show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll come on back. We'll chat some Alabama. And uh-oh, we have someone on the line next that I thought there was a chance. This guy was getting a little bit scared about his football team. But he's going to make another appearance on the show. He is popping back up from the dead. I thought after his team lost to the Ravens, we weren't going to hear from this guy ever again. But here they come out of a bye week. Ryan and Santa Barbara's on the other side, and he's ready to probably talk some smack and make some takes that are going to be really energetic. Update time. Richard Ackerman.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? We have breaking news on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. But first, it's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question. And it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio at Zach Gelb using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people. At O'Reilly Auto Parts. From Adam Schefter. From Agelby to Shefty, Raiders are working to finalize a deal. To hire Antonio Pierce as their head coach. Per sources. Josina Anderson also had this earlier in the day. That you saw Antonio Pierce's agent. Walking into the Raiders facility. So as long as you cross the T's and dot the I's and you figure out the years and the numbers, this deal's going to get done, and Antonio Pierce is going to be the next head coach, the full-time head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. When I get to my reaction on this, it's very simply this. The Raiders got it right. You could not walk away from this hiring cycle and say, man, I don't feel good about the direction of the Raiders, or man, they got it wrong. Now, let's say they elected to hire Jim Harbaugh, I couldn't say that would be a bad hire. It would be a fantastic hire. They elected to hire Mike Vrabel, would have been a fantastic hire. You knew that Belichick wasn't going to be on the table because of who was just there before Belichick as the full-time head coach, and that was Josh McDaniels and what their relationship is and will continue to be. But bringing back Antonio Pierce and making him the full-time head coach from the interim head coach, it shows growth with Mark Davis. Because two years ago, Mark Davis has an, had an obvious hire as Rich Basaccia led that team through a lot of crap. And I mean a lot of crap. And he got that team to the postseason. And he said, man, I can't do Rich Basaccia. I can't have Rich Basaccia as the coach because it's not flashy enough. It's not a splashy hire. It's not a move that's going to resonate a ton of praise. But just because those are the reasons you didn't hire him didn't mean you were making the right move. And you ended up bringing in Josh McDaniels that is a really good offensive coordinator but is an incompetent head coach. And he is not a leader of men. And that experiment was pretty much over after one year. You gave it a second year and a second go at it, and it was an absolute failure. But Antonio Pierce showed enough and had the respect of the locker room that it would have made it very tough to get rid of Antonio Pierce because he won games with the team that was not winning many games and had a bad culture and instantly, in a snap of a finger, getting McDaniels out and bringing Antonio Pierce in and promoting him to being the interim head coach, it changed that team. And you didn't bring back Antonio Pierce. You did run the risk of Max Crosby, who said it would request a trade, and also, let's be real, Devontae Adams as well. Now I think Devontae Adams will want to be back. I think Max Crosby is going to want to be back. And the Raiders made the right hire. So good on Mark Davis. For not messing this up once again. Because he could have. And I'm not saying Harbaugh would have been a bad hire. Vrabel would have been a bad hire. Both those guys would have been sensational. And I could not have knocked them. But the bottom line for the Raiders. They had to get it right. And I can't say bringing back Antonio Pierce. And making him the full-time head coach. Is a wrong decision. righty, Let's go to Mr. Raider fan. Maybe he was expecting this news today. With the fact that he was wearing. A Raiders sweatshirt. And there's something about Stu when he's wearing a little small Raiders logo. It means he's embarrassed. So maybe Stu was expecting positive news today. Stuart Kovacs, your reaction on your Raiders making Antonio Pierce reportedly the guy.
3: I'm just glad Mark Davis didn't mess up this time because that's what (laughs) I was worried about. I'm I'm so glad it wasn't some random hire, some guy with no experience. Yeah, you know, Pierce did a really good job when when he interned. I think. The key now is the offensive coordinator. They need to get someone who's experienced, who can call the plays.
1: McDaniel's coming back.
3: It's funny. I'd actually, I actually, I know that's a joke, but like, yeah. they need someone like him, someone with the experience that can, that's proven. That Frank he, Reich? He, Would you want Frank Reich? I
1: think yeah. Frank Reich probably going to go into retirement, but someone like that, you want an experience? Yes. Uh, maybe does the guy have to have had coaching experience? No,
3: but just someone who you know, as a coordinator in the past, has had that experience and success. Okay. I think if they get that. Maybe they draft a quarterback either with their mid-first round pick or with the second round pick and then go from there because they need the coordinator and they need a quarterback. And once they get those solved, then they could start, you know, hopefully building something.
1: So we'll get back into the Raiders in just a bit. Eight five five two one two four 4 cbs Eight five five two one two forty two twenty seven. I thought this guy that's on the line right now either was getting scared with this football team after they got smacked 33-19, to up against the Baltimore Ravens, or he just went into hiding because we haven't heard from him in a few weeks. And he called us for a while, even sent us Van Leeuwen ice cream to the studio, which I do appreciate. And now the 49ers are back in the postseason. They're getting ready for another big run. We know the cockroaches of the Cowboys are eliminated. So now we're going to call this guy the cockroach of the NFL postseason. That is Ryan in Santa Barbara, who's going to spew a bunch of nonsense right now. Ryan, what's happening? Good afternoon. (laughs) Good afternoon. back ryan it's so nice to talk to you samper
5: and Stu. so nice to be on hope you are well gosh i can't wait till we crush the green bay choking Packers tomorrow and i'll pick the nine and a half points and oh i can already taste that wagyu tomahawk steak that we're going to share in vegas When the Niners crush either the Texans or the Baltimore
1: Ravens. Oh, boy, it's going to be great. Wait, did I agree to meet up with you in Vegas? Yeah, you did. When? When did I agree to meet up with you in Vegas? In our last phone call. I don't know, so long ago. I'm like Roger Clemens. I I misremember that. What do you mean? It was my last call in. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm a little bit more sane with the memory than you are, Ryan. You better just give me a pass to Radio Row when I get there, because I'm coming in hot. <laughs> I don't know if
5: you want if you want soft serve vanilla with some Oreo cookies. Uh, fine,
1: I'll bring it. That would be I'll nice. That would before. be tasty. Now you know my ice cream order. I'm gonna need to hire a security <laughs> guard for, uh, for for Radio Row. I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to get a picture of Ryan and Santa Barbara and yeah, pass it you, out you to the what? security. I'll send you
5: one because it's a handsome one, an Italian stallion. <laughs>
1: right in Santa Barbara. So, so you are predicting obviously the 49ers to blow out the Packers this weekend. Yes. I think you'll have to sweat a little bit, but you guys are going to win the game. Um We will. What happens if you welcome in the big bad Detroit Lions with Dan Campbell next week? Rip it off your kneecaps. You know, I I
5: you know I like what they've done, but we're going to crush them. Dan Campbell and the Lions, you know that. Are you afraid of we're, the Ravens? We're 100% healthy now. Mm-hmm. Look, Armstead is back. We're Are you afraid match. of the Ravens, the though? Is...
1: What? Are you afraid of the Ravens in a Super Bowl rematch to beat you 33-19? to 19? You
5: know, now that we're 100% healthy, it's going to be a good
1: matchup. That, I, I, uh, I guarantee. That but then, You don't strong... sound very confident. You said it's usually you say confident. they're going to blow them out. They're going to win. They're going to win by 49 points.
5: No, not against the Ravens. <laughs> they will against those donkey crushing Packers, choking Packers.
1: Yeah. And, and, Wouldn't it be and something? Nice, and Ryan, nice I got to let you run because we're up against it, but appreciate the phone call. I, I would love, absolutely love to see Jordan Love beat the 49ers this weekend. Because after all those years of Aaron Rodgers coming up short and his kryptonite being the 49ers, how great would that be? If next week Ryan and Santa Barbara, and I don't think it's gonna happen, but if he has to call back in with his uh tail in between his legs, oh, another crushing loss for the 49ers in the postseason, and it's Jordan love of all people, after how disrespectful he was to the Dan, Dan, go pack go! Football gods, your buddy Zach Gelb here. One wish, one wish this weekend. Go Pack go, baby. Of a victory. How fun would that be? I don't expect it, though. Greg Williams joins us next. Zach Gelb shows CBS Sports Radio.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,